Well, amen. I appreciate that so much. I wanted to call an audible, by the way. I was sitting over there, and I said, you know, we could just have a song service tonight, and that would be wonderful. So, you good with that? <laughs> well, Pastor had mentioned, um, asked me um, about doing this study and on this topic uh, about God's will a month and a half ago. And I thought, you know, i got such a long time, you know. By then, I'll back out of it. Somebody else can do it, you know. And I, I actually got really excited about it. And, um, and then as the time came closer, like the drive here, and, and I was like, hmm, I'm not that excited anymore. <laughs> but we're here anyway. And um, I have really thoroughly enjoyed the teaching uh, and the preaching that we've been through this, this summer. It has blessed my heart. If it hadn't blessed yours, as my father-in-law said, your blessers broke. <laughs> uh, it has been a, it's been a blessing. It's been a help to me. I need help. Uh, Pastor Jake tells me all the time, I'm a mess, and I need help, and I do. That's, that's, the, that's the honest truth. But um, tonight I, we are going to talk about the will of God, and I hope you'll be, you'll be patient with me. The first, um, the first part of this I'm going to go through kind of quick. So um, if, you, if you don't take notes or, or if you're interested in more, I do have, I can, uh, I can download the, um, the whole devotion and send it to you. I'm not doing the whole thing because it goes over a week or so. But uh, just taking one section here, and then I want to wrap it up with a bow and tell a story at the end, okay? So I hope you'll be patient and listen. And, uh, and I'm just, just so grateful for our church and those people that are here. Uh, the volunteers and, and those that come faithfully, it's a blessing because uh, not everybody has that. And I know we've said this before, but it's the truth, folks. We are blessed. And so I hope you'll uh, invite others. It's always good to see new people, talk to some new people uh, tonight. And, and it's just a blessing to be here. And I, I hope you, you think the same as, as well. Let me pray, and then we'll jump right in. Lord, thank you for this day and all your many blessings. And, Lord, I pray that you'll calm my nerves and give me the right words to say. Lord, it's, it's not me that it comes from, it's, it's from you. And Lord, I, I am excited to talk about your will for our lives. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless tonight. And Lord, you'd be, uh, you'd be honored and you'd be glorified and you'd be magnified in what's said, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be, have an open heart and pray that, Lord, we would take what's said and use it, Lord, to, to better know you, to better serve you. And that's our desire here tonight, Lord. We love you. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Um, I have eight points. Don't get nervous because I'm going to go through them pretty quick. Uh, eight quick points. So uh, if we put the, uh, the, the first uh, Bible verse from 2 Timothy up, I'm going to do Bible verses first. Because if without the Bible, it's just a man's opinion, right? So we're going to we're going to start off with the Bible. So I've got I've got I've got eight eight different things here to talk about discovering God's will. Now, as most of us, we grew up in church, and as Pastor Jake says, talks about uh, Christian uh, our Christianese, our, our verbiage. You know, we hear things, but we don't really know what it means, or we don't think about it. So, um, if you would do this for me, when you hear God's will. Think about God's desire, God's desire, and that maybe will help you, help me put a, a perspective in my mind how to look at it. 
So Second uh, Timothy here uh, with our first topic here, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in all righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And then Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. So number one is communion with God through Scripture. Communion with God through Scripture. That's how God speaks through to us through His Word. And then um, moving on to number two uh, is Romans 8.28. And this is a little bit different from from maybe what you're used to, but just hang in there. Uh, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So God shows us His will from the, from the communion through the Scriptures. And then number two is our circumstance of life. Our circumstance of life. Because God is always working. Um, God is uh, he, he's, he's working through our circumstances. He was working through the people that we're around. He's continually working moment by moment. Even though so many times, I don't know about you, but in my life, I think, man, I, I'm failing. I'm failing in an area of my life. So that means God's done with me. Maybe God's, maybe God's uh, not working. Uh, he's not using me. He's not... But he is. We just don't know it. He's continually, continually working. Um, Proverbs eleven fourteen. Where no counsel is, the people fall. <clears throat> but in multitude of counselors, there is safety. Number three, uh, out of the eight ways, is counsel. My count, most of my counsel is from my wife. How about y'all? Uh, <laughs> I run things through her. If she doesn't like it, hmm, well, that's probably a good idea not to do it. Uh, when I maybe don't do that, guess what? Uh, yeah, it didn't work out just as well as I thought, you know. <laughs> but um, no, but but counsel is 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 something that we have to, we have to have in our lives godly counsel you don't go to somebody with four failed marriages and ask them well how do, how, how do you have a good marriage you know, they might not they may know how not to have a good marriage but they probably don't know how to have a good marriage uh, somebody that has uh, if you're interested in uh, successful business. You don't go to somebody that has got a failing business. No, you go to somebody that has got a thriving business. You ask them what to do. But godly counsel. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I am blessed to have a godly father, and I run a lot of stuff I do through my life through him. I might not not go say, Daddy, uh, what do you think about this? I just talk about it, and I trust him that he will say something back to me. That might be a red flag uh, because he has the experience. Because uh, I know when I've done that, have not done that in the past, guess what? If I rely on myself, I fail. I make a mess out of my life. So counsel. Another way that uh, we discover God's will in our life uh, is in uh, Romans 2, 14 and 15. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by 
do by nature the things contained in the law. These having not the law are a law unto themselves. What in the world does that mean? Good gracious. Uh, think about it, read it, study about it. Which show the work of the law written in their hearts. Their conscience, here's, here, here's where we're at, conscience are also bearing witness and, thought, and their thoughts, uh, the meanwhile uh, accusing and, I mean, or else excusing one another. So our conscience our conscious. God gives us a conscious. Some call it the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's that what is inside of you that if we stop and slow down, that's the hardest thing for me is to slow down, you know, and listen. Listen, 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 listen with our heart. Listen with our head. That's right the opposite. Sorry. Uh, 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 listen and say, is this right? Should I do this? Temptation. Whew. Mercy. If we would slow down and, and, and just shut that devil off just a minute and just stop, step back and say, man, is this right? It's probably not. So our conscience, uh, again, we're going somewhere, hang on. Uh, the fifth way that we can discover God's will is found in uh, Titus 2, 11 and 12. For the grace of God hath Bringeth salvation. I mean, let me start over. For the for the grace of God hath bringeth salvation, hath <laughs> hath appeared to all men. Teach us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we sh- should live soberly, sober, righteously, godly in this present world. Common sense. Common sense. Oh, my word. They should rename that as uncommon sense. I tell you, I don't know if it's, the, if it's a generation that's, that's not using their head. But, but if, we're, if, we, um, if we are uh, Christ-centered, if we have, uh, if, if we could just, if, if we were uh, more spirit-filled, we would have the common sense that we need. I think you've heard the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. When I thought of that, I thought, oh, my word. Boy, that, that's convicting. I don't know if that's biblical. Is that biblical? <laughs> I think it is. Uh, it maybe doesn't say that word for word in the King James Bible, but uh, some, some version probably says that. But, um, but what, what we have... Uh, when we when we have depending on what we put in our our minds and our hearts, is it depends on it's going to give us going to help us to have the common sense that God wants us to have, um, and and being mature, uh, <clears throat> being mature in 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 God's word, uh, being mature in, in making decisions, uh, having your decisions uh, to to just make sense. Uh, if, if we would just stop and do that. Number six, compulsion. Philippians 2.13, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Compulsion. So that, uh, that word threw me a loop, to be very honest with you. But it is what drives you. What drives you is 
you, you have to answer that. I can't answer for that. Um, but if we have in our hearts first to make the decision to decide, to desire, to know what God wants for our lives, that can be that compulsion. That can, can be that drive, that driving force. And it will help us learn His will for our lives. Uh, Philippians, number 7, Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Contentment. Contentment. So when we have, when we're in the center of God's will, we're going to have peace. We're not going to be struggling. We're not going to be in this world in our minds where we have to struggle about what we're doing. It's going to be, there's going to be a peace. And, and I'm going to give examples of all of these uh, when, when we get down after number eight there. Uh, and we're going to have an uneasiness. When, you don't ha- when you're not content, you have an uneasiness. You have a, you, if you're not focused, you're not, you're, not, um, you're not in the center of God's will. When you're in the center of God's will, there's a peace. You, you don't have to wonder. You know, you, you put your trust in God. You put your trust in, in, in what he has for you. Uh, in Philippians 4, 6, it says, uh, for number 8, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let us request, let your request be made known unto God. Uh, then Matthew 6, 9 and 10. <clears throat> Here's part of the Lord's Prayer. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is. Of God, uh, the desires of God, if we take that to Him and ask Him, man, He's going to show it. He's going to give us peace. Uh, so communing. Uh, in prayer with God is how we're going to help find and discover the will of God for our lives. We're going to find God's desire for your life. Uh, I don't know about you, but I desire to know what God has got in store for me. Um, I I, uh, I, I, throughout this, this devotion uh, it, 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 talk, uh, it also talked about how that we could look, how, how, how we could uh, not be in prayer and how we could not put our faith and trust and our questions and our concerns, we, 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 how we don't bring those to the Lord. Uh, and he's the one that made the heavens, made the earth. He created all. Uh, he, he's done so much. Sometimes we forget that. But when we... When we go to Him in prayer, and we're, we want to know, we want to we know God's desire for our lives, um, and what He desires for our lives, uh, He will answer that. So I, <clears throat> I was thinking, and this is this is the story that wraps it up. Uh, I, I was thinking about this, and it's not that I'm I am uh, got this thing figured out, God's will for my life, but I have had a little experience. I was, um, and I just want to tell you my story, part of my story. 
Um, I, I was saved at a young age, uh, about second grade. I went to a Christian school, and uh, in the chapel, uh, they had um, an invitation, and I realized that I didn't know uh, where I was going to go when I died. I, li- I, I was raised in a Christian home, good home, and um, but I, I realized then. And so uh, my our first grade teacher, which was the year before, she took me down to the janitor's closet at this Christian school there, took the Bible and showed me how to be saved. And I remember I was I rode the school bus and back home, went home, told mom and dad I was so excited, and there's where my, my Christian life began. And then shortly after that, I got baptized in the old river and, um, and where the, the snakes were, were falling down, all out of the trees on the other side, and the water was, was dirty and, uh, and cold. Uh, uh, anyway, um, it's not like the, the, the new days, you know, here. Um, but <clears throat> so uh, raised in church, went to a Christian school for about six years, and then went into public school and... Um, you know, just honestly, just got away from the Lord, um, and and thankfully, I had that that background. I uh, was brought up in in school to memorize the Bible, and man, I am so thankful our church teaches our kids how to memorize the Bible. Man, that is so important because so many times that scripture would pop back up. I mean, just how God wanted it to be, but um, but I had I had strayed from the Lord. I got into some trouble, and I realized, man, this is not where I need to be. This is not where God wants me to be. This is not worth it, to be honest with you. And so I, uh, I, I, I said, Lord, Lord that's it. I, I can't, I'm not going to run from you. And then, and then a few years later, met my wife, and, and she's tried to keep me on the straight and narrow. Um, but... Now, we had, after we got married back in 1994, be 28 years uh, this month, uh, next month, September, we'll be married. Uh, we had, shortly after we'd uh, gotten married, we moved to uh, Wilkesboro and took a job up there. And then uh, we looked around, found a church, uh, Middle Cross Baptist Church. We went and visited that church, small church. Uh, but it had the people, like the people are here, very friendly, very loving, very, very kind. And they took us in. And just like that, we were of, of their own, and it was such a blessing. And I'll never forget um, one, one service. I don't remember, honestly, what the preaching was about, but it led me to the invitation. And the invitation, they sang that old, that old hymn, I Surrender All. You've heard that before? That's a good one. And I, I've heard that all my whole life. And, but that, that spoke to me that night and, or that day, what I remember is Sunday morning, Sunday night, spoke to me. And, and I went down to the, to the altar and I prayed and I said, God, I don't know why. Why in the world you would want me? But I want to be obedient and I want to surrender my life to you. I didn't know what that meant. I, did, I, I, I had not been to Bible college or anything like that. You know, this is the, probably the first time I spoke and never said anything about my, my work. My, my, I'm in the funeral business, and usually that's my illustrations. But tonight I don't have not one death illustration. <laughs> so strange. Um, but anyway, uh, I had been to mortuary school, but not Bible school. That's a totally different thing, right? So I said, Lord, I, I want to surrender. I want to surrender my life. I want to be obedient. And, and I, I'll never forget, we had... Um, a missionary come through. He was a church planner, uh, Kirby Campbell, and he's from Statesville. 
We were in Wilkesboro, a whole 45 minutes away. And anyway, he came in, and uh, he uh, was as a church planner. He's going to go to Washington State to start a church uh, in Snohomish County, Marysville, Washington. And he said this is, he researched it. He said this is the most unchurched area in the United States per per the, the population. And it's a county of about like Iredell County. You know, Iredell County has over 365 churches in it, Iredell County. This county had about 10 churches and not a one gospel preaching church. And I thought, man, that's crazy. But they came up and, and we heard their presentation. Our church supported them, uh, Kirby, Kelly, and their son Isaac. And they went up and, and as the Lord was working on me, he... Um, <clears throat> Uh, I told my wife, I said, honey, let's, let's, let's give them a little money. Let's support them ourselves as, as like missionaries, you know. The church supports them, and it wasn't much. So we, uh, we started getting their prayer letters and started hearing about people getting saved. Man, that was exciting. I'd never heard about so many people getting saved and so many people um, that, uh, that were being reached. It was just, it's just incredible, and it's exciting. And um, it's not like the Bible Belt, you know. People went out there to avoid the Bible Belt, but what they didn't know is the Bible Belt was coming out there, and they were bringing the gospel. And so that was great. So we um, we prayed and, and we we send money. We get their newsletters. That went on for a few months, and then and then uh, I, I remember this so vividly. It's like the Holy Spirit. God said, "Jeremy, why don't you go out there?" I said, "No." Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And He reminded me. You remember that song? You went down to that altar and you surrendered your life to me? That's what I want. And I was for sure that I was hallucinating. So I said, ah, I'll go get counsel. I'll talk to my wife. She'll put a kibosh on this. This won't happen. And I said, honey, I think God wants us to go to Washington State and help this preacher. And she said, thank God for a godly wife. She said, when are we going? I said, what? No, that's not what I was planning on. She said, no, when are we going? I said, honey, I don't know about that. That's crazy talk. Uh, and she said, no, it's your idea. And I said, let's just keep praying. Let's just keep praying. A few months went on. I started talking to our pastor. And he's like, man, that's, that's great. God can use you. God can't use me. I'm a stuttering fool. Went on, started praying about it, started talking to others. And I'm actually going through all these eight steps, these eight things I'm giving you and hitting on every one of them. So let, let this sink in. I, start, I started getting counsel, started asking about it, praying about it. Talked to my dad. He's like, I don't know about that, boy. <laughs> he said, that's a long ways away. He said, you know where Washington State is? And I said, I really don't, but it can't be that bad. He said, son, that's all the way across the United States. I was, was 23, I think. 23, 22, 23, whatever. I had no clue. And I said, well, whatever, but I think I need to go. He said, well, let's keep praying about it. So I said, you can pray all you want, but God's working things out. So 
got, got closer, uh, started asking other people to pray, started going through, uh, talking to different people, different circumstances. Things were flipping, flopping, and, and things were happening. I mean, like, whoa, what's going on? All these doors being open, uh, and, and um, just some, some details about how God works uh, when you surrender and you listen and you obey. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it's just the grace of God. But my dad said, uh, how are you going to get your stuff out there? I think he was trying to, you know, to stump me, to try to, to, to maybe change our minds. And I said, I don't know. I guess we'll get a U-Haul. I don't know. And he said, um, well, uh, there's, a, there's a company in, in Statesville. He already looked into it. He said that it's called Douglas and & Sons. And he, and he worked for them uh, part-time throughout the years. And I worked, I helped up there too. Uh, and, and, and he said, they have, a, they have a half a load of airplane seats that leaves North Carolina. I think it was either Lexington or Hickory. I can't remember now. Um, they leave a half, half, a load of, uh, half a load of seats, goes out to, to Washington State once a month, at least once a month, to Boeing. I'd never heard of Boeing Boeing makes airplanes, if you don't know. One of their largest plants is in Everett, Washington. Guess where that's at? Less than 10 miles from where we were going. That ought to put goosebumps. Well, it gets, gets better. I said, oh, that's nice. Well, what are they going to charge? And he said, nothing. What? They're going to haul my junk across the United States, 3,000 miles for nothing? He said, well, if you could just give them $100, give the driver 100 bucks for waiting while they unload. Bring your junk up to Douglas and Sons on the ramp, put it in there, and he'll do that. I said, no way. Boy, this, is, this, this must be God's will. I don't know. I just kept pushing, just kept pushing. Uh, went back to where I was working, and it's a, it was a large company at the time that was, that was worldwide, uh, a funeral home. And I said, well, let's, let's try this. If, we, if I move out there, do you have somewhere that I could transfer to? Thinking, that'll shut that down. They're not, I can't transfer out there in funeral home. No way. Sure enough, called. Guy said, oh, absolutely. You're going to Marysville, Washington? Absolutely, we got a position. You can start. Just let me know when you get settled in. Come by, and we'll put you to work. No way! Why is God providing? <laughs> What's going on? Why is He doing this? It goes on. They were so glad to get rid of us here in Statesville. They had a going away party for us. They invited friends and family from both churches that we grew up in. And, and friends, and went to Tally House, had a big going-away party. People wanted to get rid of us so bad. God wanted us out of Iredell County, I guess. Uh, people was giving us cards with money in it, cash, cash, cash. And um, I'm probably missing out something, but anyway, for sake of time. Um, anyway, so we, people gave money. We, uh, we, uh, we, uh, then we sent our stuff out. We was going to drive out. We had an old 87 Buick LeSabre. I don't know if you know what a Buick LeSabre looks like, but that thing was black and ugly, and it was, it, but it drove us across the United States. So guess what? It cost us gas, food, motel, 
to drive 40 hours for five nights. Anybody have a guess? Between eight and nine hundred dollars. Guess what we got that night in a going away party? Between eight and nine hundred dollars. We moved across the United States free. This is how God can work in our lives. We got out there. Uh, our stuff got there before we got there. Uh, the pastor, uh, somebody in the church, rented a, uh, a, a storage facility. Bunch of men from the church came out, unloaded all our junk, threw it in there. Somebody paid for our storage. We weren't even there. I'm, let me back up. When I talked to Pastor Campbell, I said, hey, uh, this is Jeremy, you know, says, oh, yeah, yeah, we get your, your support, appreciate that. I said, hey, I'm praying about something. You want to pray about something with us? He said, absolutely. What is, what do you need? And I said, we're thinking, of, we're, we're praying about coming out and just helping, just working a job. And just helping. I don't know why. I have no clue. I'm not trained. I have no clue. I don't know why. But that's what we're praying about. He said, really? He said, we have been praying that somebody would come out and help us. Well, it ain't me. (laughs) And then God worked through all these situations. And so I thought, well, maybe it is us. So we got there. Uh, and um, didn't have a job. Come to find out, the district manager, uh, I told him, the people, and I said, we don't have a position for you. We don't, we, don't, we don't know anything about it. That guy had quit in between the time he told me and the time that we got there. So I said, okay, well, God got us here. I, I'm staying. I mean, heck, our junk is here. <laughs> we're here. I ain't got no money to go back home. Uh, so we're here. So... Um, we ended up living with the pastor for a month. Finally got found a job, started working, and it was a blessing. The place I worked uh, was a blessing. Good people, the Bundys, uh, such a blessing. And we started working in the church and just doing whatever we could. Uh, Lord worked in mysterious ways. And then a couple years later, uh, the pastor asked me, he said, would, would you come to work here at the church full time? I'm like, What? not been to Bible school. I'm not, I don't have a clue. And he said, yeah. He said, I want you to come. And so we did. My wife was actually, Melanie was the um, secretary there at the church. And I was an assistant. And uh, we got to work. And he said, look, you've got to, you've got to pay your own way. You've got to earn your salary. He said, I want you to start a, a married couples class. Not from the people inside the church, Andy. Outside the church. Go get your own people and start your own church inside this church. And so we called it the Sweetheart Couples Class. And I remember uh, we had a little room downstairs, and we meet, even made the, the, um, the little tracks. And we put our, like all the pastors do, put their, put their picture on it. We put our picture on it, you know, uh, in a heart because it was a Sweetheart Couples Class. And, and we, we, I had a, we had a big uh, an opening day. I went and knocked on doors. I mean, 100 doors a day for, for weeks at a time. We had a big opening day, and we had 20 people show up, all new people. And, uh, man, it was great. We, we loved that. Uh, and, and just God worked in a way. We, we worked a bus route. We'd never been on a bus route in our lives. And we got to see so many people help work with so many uh, kids and adults. And, and then we ended up having two kids out there uh, and then uh, worked through that. And then one day, I've been there, we've been there five years, 
And no problems, no problems at all. Uh, didn't, wasn't homesick, wasn't even homesick. Loved it out there. And uh, I remember this, I'll never forget it. I was up in the balcony of the church where we were at. And I mean, I cleaned, I cleaned the floors, I cleaned the bathrooms, I made sure there was gas in the buses, uh, you know, checked the oil. I had to clean the buses. I mean, I didn't have a spectacular job at all. Uh, made visits, kept up with people. But I, I remember in the, in the balcony, I was reading my Bible, and I think I was in Psalms, and it was like the Holy Spirit spoke through His Word. Remember, that was one of the, one of the eight, I said, right? And it was like God spoke to me, and He said, Jeremy... You're obedient. It's time for you to go home. Just like that. And I thought, what? I thought we were going to be here. I thought this was it. And he said, you can go home. So I told my wife, I said, honey, God said we can go home. I told the pastor, some people didn't agree with it, but I said, I got to do it. I have peace about it. They had another going away party. Guess what? Paid for our trip back home. <laughs> I mean, that's how God works. But knowing God's will and the things that we learned in church and just being obedient. It might not be for your life. It might not be going across country or going to another country and being a missionary. It might be just something right here that God wants you to do. Are you open to it? Do you want his do you desire to know what God has for your life? What what are we wrapped up in? What are we doing with our lives? I can say, I can testify and say as a, and, and and brag on God and how he takes care right here. It's if if you have a desire to know the will of God for your life, he will give it. He wants you to know it. He wants you to serve Him. He wants you to, to have the best. And it's, it's just amazing um, how God worked and, 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 and just, just such a blessing. We have friends that are out there that, you know, that we've stayed friends with. We moved back in 2002 and um, uh, was able to, to help in, in my uh, father-in-law's church for a little while. And then um, God led us here. And then our first pastor left here. And, you know, what in the world? Um, we were th without a pastor. And I was on the on leadership team there, and, and we just prayed. And we said, you know, people hang in here, you know. And God supplied. God supplied a pastor. Quick. Most churches, you got to wait a year or more before you get a pastor. Uh, but God gave us another pastor, a great pastor. And now we have staff, and the church is growing. And uh, it, it's, just, it's just a wonderful thing to be in the will of God, to, to be in, 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 to desire to know what God wants for me. I hope tonight that you'll, you'll think back. And if, you ha if you've missed some of these, um, these lessons on Wednesday nights, that you'll go back online and listen to them. Because I believe that all of them have led to this. And tonight, I hope that you'll make the decision to, hey, I want to know what God wants for my life. I want to desire. And so if Matt comes tonight and he's going to play a song that, that, that started this for my life, and, it is, and he's, I hope he sings it. <laughs> 
is I surrender all. And as he, he sings that and plays that, I hope tonight you'll stop where you're at. If you feel like coming to an altar and saying, God, I do surrender. I want to know what you want for my life. I want to see how good you are. I want to put you to the test. I hope you'll do that tonight. Let's bow. Listen to Matt sing. And you come do what God says for your life.